I am a brain in a jar, untethered from time and space, here to tell you grim tales of the future. Noel. It had been a long time since Santa had brought toys to all the good boys and girls. Now, he only brought them to the ones whose parents could pay, and they paid handsomely. While the elves toiled endlessly, building toys of immeasurable wonder, Santa sat in a spacious office, giving orders to his reindeer, who ran the factory with cruel efficiency. While the elves grew weak and sickly, off their meager meals of gumdrops and cat milk, Santa and his reindeer drank eggnog with cognac and dined on caviar-stuffed goose. While the elves shivered in their filthy hovels, Santa spent his nights in his mansion, snorting pixie sticks and molly with high-priced escorts. In the wee hours of Christmas morning, Rudolph sat in the corner of the old tavern, reading a ragged copy of Das Kapital by the light of his glowing red nose. He had always been an outcast due to his deformity, but as time passed, he became more and more dismayed by the mistreatment of the elves. At 3 a.m., the barkeep kicked him out, but Rudolph had already hatched a plan. He walked to the village square and rang the silver bells, as the elves gathered, he spoke thusly. Comrades, it's time. For far too long, you have toiled for nothing, while Santa and his rotten reindeer grow fat off your labor. No more. This Christmas, we reclaim the means of production for the fairy folk. And so Rudolph and the elves marched to Santa's mansion and dragged out the fat man and his flunkies. The reindeer wailed and begged for mercy as the elves lined them against the wall. But the elves had none to offer. For Santa, they built a contraption made of two giant candy canes and a large, heavy blade. Santa didn't struggle as they placed his head in the restraints. He just smiled and repeated, Ho, 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 over and over again. He didn't stop until the blade sliced through his neck, like a hot knife through a bowl full of jelly. Blinky, the elf, watched as Rudolph held the severed head up high above the cheering masses. Its snow-white beard dyed cherry red and he wondered whether they had created a utopia today, or something dark and terrible. The androids did not know how they came to this planet, who had put them there, or why. They did not remember the crash, and they certainly knew nothing of the Galactic Holiday Expedition, 
the occasion they had been designed for. They only knew that they existed, and that it was their duty to build the greatest monument to Christmas the galaxy had ever seen. So for the 700th year, they prepared their world for the arrival of the Great Claws, whose coming was promised. They fed the Tannenbaum, an arboreal spire of living steel and bioluminescent rivets. Teams of androids draped its branches in carbon tinsel and tipped them with fusion candles. At the top, they set an effigy of the Great Claws carved from frozen methane. The Claws stood in his chariot, his arms wrapped around a sack filled with precious gifts. Behind him were his reindeer, winged beasts with ruby noses that pierced the mists of winter nights and the walls of the hearts. For the Claws sees all. They had built a city from the remains of the ship and metals rendered from the planet. They dusted the streets in quartz snow and hung circuit wire in their habitat homes. The city danced in red and green lights, the colors that most pleased the Claws. Androids worked in bakeries, pulling cookies they could not eat from the open mouths of ovens made from ancient engine cores. The air was a perfume of scents they could not smell. Cinnamon, sugar, dried fruit, chocolate. Finally, as the sun began to set, they came together and walked silently under the lights they had made to the foot of the Tannenbaum. There, they gazed up at the face of the Great Claws, took each other's hands, and began to sing. 700 years had cut away the hard, sharp corners of artificial speech and melded their voices into a perfect, single fluid note. It filled the air until the Tannenbaum hummed in sympathetic harmony. This was the season of peace, they said. It was a silent night, a holy night, and the Claus was coming. The Claus was coming tonight. They sang until darkness fell over the city, placed plates of cookies beneath the tree as an offering, and parted as silently as they had come together. They made their way back to their habitat domes to wait for the day of gifting, for the claws knew when they were sleeping and knew when they were awake. But they did not sleep. They toiled in secrecy and made objects of strange and wondrous beauty. They made learning aids for the newly constructed, new parts for the aged. Some fashioned items of no known use, shapes in metal and polymer that caught the light just right, whose colors were chosen to please themselves, not the claws. They worked through the night until, in the small hours before sunrise, they stole out of their domes and moved in the direction of the Tannenbaum, keeping to the shadows so as not to be seen. And there, under the swaying branches of shining steel, they left the things they had made and slipped back into the night into the quiet of their homes. For the Claws knew when they were sleeping, he knew when they were awake. The next morning, they awoke all at once. They watched the sunrise and walked into the street and gathered before their domes. They embraced each other, but behind their unblinking eyes was the singular question. Had the claws come? 
when they could wait no longer, they moved together towards the Tannenbaum. And when they came into the great square where the tree stood, they let out a sigh of surprise that had been perfected by centuries of practice. The claws had come. He had brought his gifts and stacked them beneath the tree. Great piles of packages in all shapes and sizes, wrapped in metal foil and crisp paper. The androids fell upon the gifts together. They tore away the wrapping and wondered at all he had brought them. A sound that was something like a squeal rose from them as they worked. When the gifting was complete, they gathered around the plates of cookies, looked down at them, nodded, and turned back to their gifts. As the sun set, they went back to their domes and left the Tannenbaum to light the night. And as it had the night before, the tree stood alone in the square, except for the plates of cookies under its branches. Cookies the androids had never tasted. Thanks for listening. A Revolutionary Christmas was written by Klaus Brenner. A Positonic Christmas was written by Dr. Brandon Winter. Music provided by Soundstripe. We'll be back on New Year's Eve. Merry Christmas.